love meeting a new customer. Come on in. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode seven of Bob's Tavern Cast. I am your bartender, Jay. And I'm your bartender, Don. And of course, our head Bob, or our head Bob, yeah, our head bartender, Bob, is not here. He is still watching Cats uh, for two reasons. One, I forgot to change the text on the stream. And two, because that movie is so wild, you might have to watch it twice to just understand what's going on. But if you want to uh, find out what this podcast looks like live, head over to twitch.tv slash Bob's Tavern HS on Thursday around 7 p.m. ish Pacific time every Thursday where you will see at least two of the three bartenders doing their job. Speaking of which, I think it's time we pour a drink and get into it. Dragon, how has Battlegrounds been treating you these days? Uh, if, I'm, I'm going to be honest, it's been terrible. It's I feel like I cannot get a win. Um, kind of third and fourth is like the best I'm doing right now. Um, I've, I've been struggling a bit. It's, it's not a good feeling. I would say that I, I understand where you're coming from, but before I fully understand where you're coming from, I have to exclaim that I have finally reached the 5K club. So I hit 5K this week uh, in my, uh, I guess, continuance of trying to be more uh, mindful, I guess, while I'm playing. I know that's kind of like a buzzword these days, but it really is just trying to pay more attention to what I'm doing as I'm playing. And yeah, it's, it's paid off. I've, I think the highest I've reached is about 5,100. Uh, and it's, it's been interesting just to see how even a few hundred levels can completely change how you play the game. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, crazy actually because i've noticed that as well that and i it seems like at kind of these lower levels uh it's almost like there's more metas at the various levels and once you kind of start getting up to like the 8k and above uh you know you're there's less players playing at that level so you kind of have the same people at that top end so they're they're kind of all playing similarly or you know, in that meta, but as you get towards, you know, 6k, 5k, you know, 5.5, 5k, it's, it's weird how there's way more kind of jammed into those, those ranks. Definitely. And today there's, it's actually interesting because we don't have any new Battlegrounds news. All of the Hearthstone news is centered around the, the solo gameplay and the new cards are going to introduce there. We're not going to cover that. There are plenty of great podcasts out there that have uh, talked those topics to death or will continue to over the next week. But we wanted to take this opportunity, this quiet time, if you will, to discuss 
what we've done in terms of getting to where we are in Battlegrounds and our ratings. And before we do that, I have to say shout out to our um, fourth, yeah, fourth five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much. Uh, it was an anonymous rating, so we are glad um, for you, although we don't know who you are, and if you want to give us that info or, or tell us what you liked about the show or how you can improve, you can do so by either leaving a comment when you give your own five-star review, or you can join us in our Discord at um, the link that will be in the show notes. I've, I've been telling people Tavern, and it totally, that link was broken, so my bad, but I will, uh, I'll make sure that I have a link to the Discord um, in our show notes. So yeah, we are, as I mentioned before, celebrating the fact that we are 5k Battlegrounds players and by any means, don't take what we're saying as like the educated Collins, the um, Tides of Time strategy guides to hitting top 200. These are some of the things that we've noticed in our own gameplay that has drastically improved where we stand in the ratings and how we see Battlegrounds as a game. Um, but again, I, I keep wanting to tease that, but I have one more question for you, Dragon. Uh, there were so many changes last week's in last week's patch, uh, what have you noticed? What were what were the hits and what were the misses of that patch? Hmm. Well, it's it's kind of interesting. I don't think very many people have been playing patches, which uh, makes me sad. Those patches <laughs> <'Cause>... are still bad. <laughs> but he's so fun. Um. But I do feel like okay. We talked about Divine Shield and the change to Selfless Hero. But I feel like I've been seeing more Divine Shields, but not because of that, but because uh, I've seen a lot more of people playing uh, George. Hmm. Yeah, which also means that Nefarian is more popular. Again, I feel like we're seeing a lot more Nefarian, which I, I did think that we would see a rise in Nefarian, but... I thought it would be because of Selfless Hero, not because George. I feel like I've seen George in like almost every game that I've played. That's interesting because I've I've seen George, but I haven't really noticed any improvement in his placements. Like I remember when Menagerie started out, like George was one of those characters that you could see a lot, and then even when Murlocs were super popular you would see like buff murlocs and then at the very end take four turns and give everything divine shield because then you don't need gentle megasaur but i it it seemed to be so inconsistent i don't know if that's really the route to take and i could be wrong i could definitely be wrong on that one but it's just from what I've noticed in the in the games that I've played against him I can't say that I've played with him because I, I don't think I have at all 
So I just want to say, I didn't say that he was good. <laughs> I just said I've seen people playing. Him. Okay, so yeah, I've seen him a lot, but yeah, he he does not seem to still be very good. Uh, one game I saw, they like all of their minions had divine shield, oh. and they still got knocked out in <laughs> sixth or seventh. Um, and then there was one game I saw. I was playing against him, and they had like none. They had no divine shields. So, not sure what's going on there, but a lot of people seem to be trying to pick him. It's just not working out. Well, I, I think as with most of the characters that you'll you'll see in Battlegrounds, there's like playing the character and then there's playing the character well. And some characters are just easier to play well. Like uh, one character that I've seen really shine, um, especially after the patch, is Sindragosa. And it's weird because nothing about her really changed all that much. But I think because the game slowed down a bit, it allows her to use her hero power more without being punished for it. And even those small changes like that can have a really big swing in uh, what you see in the meta. Yeah, that's a good point. And actually, talking about meta, I think that's a really good lead-in into our uh, kind of main topic here. So do you want to kind of start with the main point? Absolutely. So, yeah, we we have a list here. It's It's five items that are, again, these are our opinions. Um, just as we say, this game is in beta. Uh, so what we've noticed is as we think more and more about these, it it has helped us grow as players. It's helped me jump from being a low 4K, like high 3K player to a 5K player. Um, I'm not even sure where you are this day and age, Dragon. I, I remember at some point you were in like mid five. So, uh, you know, of you playing it at the, the higher 5K level. And a lot of the things that we've seen are backed by some of the players that we've watched and some of the people in our discord that are in the top 200 that are seven, eight K players. And I will definitely say that again, what we're saying isn't gospel, but just thinking about how you're playing the game is probably the first step, but we'll get into more of that later. Let's start with the first one. The meta, it's kind of important. And for me, that that mostly means you just have you have to know what people are going to be doing. Uh, and also a lot of these these tips will relay to playing arena. They'll relay to playing on ladder. Uh, this is probably more for getting good at whatever it is you're doing, but also those same things relay to battlegrounds. And that being said, I mean, you have to know what you're running up against at your ranking. And I think that's probably the most important. The meta is important at your ranking. What people are playing at 8K and how they're playing at 8K is not going to be the same gameplay that you are seeing in 3K, 4K, 5K. Uh, and that's something that I notice a lot is that you'll see co-op battleground streamers. You know, you'll have one person who's an 8K player, one person who's a 6K player, 
one will have an idea. The other person will say, no, I don't think that's a good idea. And here's why. And then it winds up backfiring. And it's because they're playing as if they were playing someone at their level, which is usually a good strategy. But at the same time, it could also mean that they are overthinking the process. Um, I will tell people 200 IQ moves in a 100 IQ world um, often just leaves you very, very stressed out when it doesn't work. Uh, Dragon, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's very similar to uh, kind of like the the meta that you see at like rank five to legend on ladder is very different than the meta you might see at like rank 15 to 20. Um, you know, and there's multiple factors in that, you know, card collections, uh, player skill, you know, maybe they're playing on a free-to-play account or they're free-to-play players, that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, it's kind of the same thing, the same philosophy in Battlegrounds. And I, I also think looking at even what general kind of consensus is about the uh, the different compositions in battlegrounds is important like overall do people think that mechs are the best or that demons are the best because generally then people will try to kind of force those in a way or you know they'll try to pick those instead of just going with what's kind of the best that's provided absolutely and this is all to say that it's not when we say the meta is important, we're not necessarily talking about you should always go mechs because mechs are the best or you should always go murlocs or you should always go death rattle. Uh, maybe when menagerie was you know still a big thing, there was an argument for that. But thinking of of tempo, uh, when it comes to standard, I'm a tempo player. So like I, I play rogue i got into hearthstone playing tempo rogue that was like my thing it was all about playing on curve and that's important as well there's there's always this argument that comes in when you're dealing with like beginning battlegrounds getting better at battlegrounds of whether or not you take that minion on the second turn uh it's like do i take the minion or do i do i level up well the thing is a lot of that a lot of those decisions aren't necessarily your decision to make uh if you say well the meta is i always level up on turn two but you notice that no one else leveled up on turn two that might be a sign of what is happening in your game and that might mean that a lot of people are going to go for a, a heavy aggro fill the flood the board with tokens early comp that if you go if you go leveling faster than everyone you might get stronger minions before everyone else but that's if you survive that long so the meta is important when it comes to the game that you're in and the level that you're at Yeah, I think that's uh, kind of leads into the second point. So the first point was the meta is important. And the second point is the meta is not that important. <laughs> and I love this because there there is some importance to looking at the meta and, you know, kind of where you're at in terms of ranking or rating and 
also what other players in your game specifically are doing. But at the same time, you know, you hear people refer to like, oh, people are trying to force demons or they're trying to force a certain thing. Uh, and that's kind of when it becomes not that important because they have that the meta thing in mind. But like you said, it's it's not about that. You need to be working on, okay, what is the best thing? How can I make my board the best with what I have right now? What I'm seeing, uh, how many gold, how much gold I have, all of that. You have to factor in all of that instead of what is the meta outside of this specific situation. You have to consider this turn, this game. That's, that's uh, an important factor that I think people don't always look at. Absolutely. And it's it's also how you best play the game. I, I mean, again, I often see a lot of people trying to wedge themselves into a, a archetype that they're not comfortable playing. Uh, we've talked about this before with picking Daryl. Daryl is a high APM player. If you are more methodical in your choices and you need a little bit extra time to make those decisions, Daryl is probably not the character for you unless once you've made that decision, you can really start moving that mouse. So while you, while you may have options for stronger characters, if you are not comfortable playing that character, don't play that character. Comfort is always going to be better than what is best. And I, I guess another analogy to that is uh, for those that do know me, I am a I'm an amateur bowler. Like I bowl in like a league that's backed by the United States Bowling Congress, whatever, 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 like high average, all that fun stuff. The thing that we often talk about is like your speed, your rev rate, your the ball weight that you're using. And there's always these discussions about, oh, if you're throwing a 16 pound ball versus a 15 pound ball or whether you should throw the ball and try to reach 300 revs or stick with, you know, a ball speed of over 18 or under 18. And a lot of those things you can try to do. But the more that you force yourself to do those things, the worse you're going to play. Whereas if you just play the game that you're comfortable playing, you will get better. Like shout out to one of the best hunter players on on ladder, like Sidisi, you know, 767, someone that swears up and down by hunter, even when it's not the best deck out there. He is someone who consistently plays the best hunter game that is possible and he does it without worrying about oh well hunter's kind of bad right now or you know if you play against this archetype you're just going to get stepped on like he takes all that into account and then he says let me build the best possible deck that i can given the situation that i'm in and and a lot of that is how i now try to approach battlegrounds is that I personally like Death Rattle Mech. That when when everybody was saying that Pyramad was Pyrobad, I was the advocate for Pyrobad. Like I was like, I love Pyrobad because I like high health games. So for me, like the best possible outcome is some high weird Death Rattle pack with like Cobalt Guardian and Baron Rivendare with a bunch of microbots popping up all over the place. Like it, it that was how I played the game and with Sky Golem maybe. But I knew that, 
okay, they're just going to be some Murloc games. I'm going to get smashed. Or even better, like, okay, three people went Murlocs. I need to maybe stack my attack a little bit higher so that I can just burst through that that preliminary damage, get my death rattles to pop early. And it, it completely changed how I played, but I was still playing my game. I wasn't playing, you know, oh, well, the meta says you got to wait until turn nine. And then that's when you want to be looking for Cobalt Guardian. And uh, you don't want to hit 10 until you've, you know, you've gotten at least three gold minions on the board. Like none of that stuff is important. If you're so focused on that, you're not paying attention to what's going on around you. Yeah, you made a, a couple good points there, which, again, I, I actually think lead right into the third point, which is probably, I think, the biggest and most important for me out of this list. Uh, and that is don't play distracted. Um, I tend to do that. I get into a, okay, I'm just gonna, you know, you buy your stuff, you sell your stuff, whatever. Okay, can't do anything else. And then click, click over to watch a stream or something. And then, oh, you hear the attacks finish, and then you go back. Now, I didn't even see what my opponent has at all, because I wasn't even paying attention. And then I come back, and it's like, oh, okay, then I just do my thing. All of a sudden, three or four fights have gone by, and it's like, I don't even know what people are picking. I don't know when people have taverned up. I don't, I'm not paying attention at all. And then all of a sudden, I take seventh, and it's like, oh, that sucked. That was... Uh, that was terrible, and it's because I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't seeing what other people were picking. Maybe that was affecting me, and maybe I was holding two of three, and I was trying to get a golden, and, you know, I just faced three different people in a row that had a bunch of the same thing that I was trying to look for, and now that's affected my game, and I wasn't watching. Definitely, and and I think a side um, point of that would also be don't allow tools to let you play distracted um, a lot of people rely on like hs tracker and and again all this stuff applies even for standard like people will think about like okay i've got hs tracker i know what they've played i know what they have and all those things that should not be an excuse for you not to think because i mean the one thing is it's not going to tell you ordering it's not going to teach you to think about why your ordering was wrong from their ordering. And that'll kind of go back into the last topic that we talked about in a, in a second. But I've I've come to realize, and, and maybe it's because I do play more on mobile, that by isolating myself so that it's literally just... Like, I will take a walk uh, when I'm at work. I'll just go outside, and if I have... You know, if I'm on break or I'm on my lunch break... I will play a game of Battlegrounds, but I won't do it where people can talk to me. I won't do it in in a way that's like, okay, I also need to be doing this. And like, I will go outside and walk around, like walk around the building, get my steps in. And as I'm doing that, I will be focused solely on the game. And this may be hard for Blister Guy, like on his walk to work. I, please, please don't don't focus too hard on the game, Blister Guy. I, I don't want you to like walk into traffic or anything. Um, but it it definitely shows that maybe instead of saying don't play distracted, it should say focus on the game um, because that really does make a huge difference. And 
just those little micro thoughts that will pop up during the turn instead of like, okay, there, I place my minions and let me go back to what I was doing. Um, that immediately takes you out of the game. And, and it's been proven that your brain takes time like to actually focus and concentrate on things. Like the more and more you, you divert your attention to other things, it, it is literally impossible to be able to make like the best decision possible without some time to process. Yeah. And I think too, you know, not only just don't play distracted and, and focus on the game, like you said, but I mean, there's times where, you know, maybe you've just had a long day or it's been a long week and you just, you want to sit down and kind of half zone out while you play. And maybe you don't have a stream open or maybe you're not watching TV or dealing with kids or any of that stuff. You know, maybe you are just looking at the game, but your mind is wandering. You're still distracted. You're still not focusing. You know, it's the same kind of, uh, same kind of concept as when you're driving when you let your mind wander while you're driving you're not focusing on the driving you might miss your turn or you don't realize that the light just changed or whatever because you're not thinking about it it's you're 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 not focused you're distracted and sometimes that happens and you might not even realize it and it's just a matter of recognizing that you're distracted recognizing you're tilted. I mean, that's another concept that, that comes up a lot over like other podcasts. Uh, you know, even even stuff like this that we're talking about today. Um, I know like Coin Concede has mentioned multiple episodes, you know, about mindset and mentality. Um, you know, so all of that, but recognizing that you're distracted or that you're not focused on the game is a huge step towards improving and towards, you know, making sure that you know, okay, hey, I recognize now that I'm distracted. And then what is the next step after that to start changing so that you can improve? And, and last kind of last point on this one, this isn't to say that if you use battlegrounds to unwind by all means, like in, when you're stressed, when you've had a rough day at work and you just want to unwind with some battlegrounds, you don't want to think about it. You just want to play and you want to watch minions smash their face into other minions by all means, go do that. But understand that you're not going to be playing at your best. And sometimes that's okay. Not everything has to be about, you know, reaching 8K or reaching legend. Uh, I've talked about it a little bit. Like when I'm having bad luck in Battlegrounds, I just go play on ladder and... I know that sounds crazy, like, oh, yeah, in the non-competitive game when I'm doing bad, I go play in the competitive one. But, like, I I just pick Death Rattle Rogue and start having fun playing something that I'm comfortable playing, playing something that I don't have to think quite as hard about. If Battlegrounds is that thing for you, by all means, like, you don't have to necessarily care about meta or care about you know playing distracted if it is your distraction from everything else out there by all means let it be your distraction but that said if you're wondering why you're still losing those games i'm not saying that that's the reason but i'm not saying that that's also not the reason yeah that's a really good point too you know and there are some people that do that or do the opposite. You know, hey, I'm getting stressed out in Battlegrounds. So I'm going to go play some ladder. Or, hey, I'm getting stressed out on ladder. And, you know, I'm just going to go on wine in Battlegrounds or whatever. Or if you're focused on the fun. And, yeah, the 
you know, some some stuff smashing into each other is always great. Uh, but, you know, yeah, if again, and that kind of goes back to the tilt that I mentioned, too, because, you know, I get like that sometimes where I'm like, whatever, like, I just want to play some battlegrounds. And then I get like seventh and then fifth and then an eighth. But then after the three of those, I'm like, oh, I didn't have fun. And now I'm just mad because I lost. And then it, it wasn't an unwind. It was just more of a frustration at the end of it. So they're just, uh, yeah, take take everything with a grain of salt. Consider what it is that you want out of your game. Are you looking to improve? Are you looking to just unwind? And, you know, treat yourself respectfully and, you know, recognize that sometimes it's okay. And it, you're going to play differently depending on your mood or what's going on in your life. And that that's okay, too. And just accept that and... You know, take it from there. Absolutely. And and if you notice, all of these things are connected. How you're playing, you know, what you're focusing on, when you're able to focus, you're able to play um, the meta better, You're to play against the meta better. But no matter what minions you select, whether they are meta or not meta, it doesn't matter if your order is jacked up. And that is the fourth topic. Order is everything it is it doesn't matter if i have mama bear if mama bear is the first thing to die it it, it just does not work cobalt guardian is probably the biggest culprit of this like i've seen people put cobalt guardians that don't have divine shield where just wherever they think like oh yeah you put cobalt guardian at the at the front right and like oh no there's no divine shield on it and then it dies and you're just like well that that's a round i lost um in, in this game, especially now that the game is slowing down more and more, it is not unlikely that you will be hit for more than a good chunk of damage. <laughs> like, there was a, a Reddit post earlier today that I saw that talked about, like, OTK battlegrounds and literally people hitting each other for, like, 25, 26 points of damage. And it's just like, well... Uh, and I, I've done stuff like that before where like you've hit somebody that was in first place and eliminated them because you hit them for like 25 points of damage. And it's all because of a mistake in order. So I there are way too many different examples of how order is important and how you should order your minions. Uh, but I will say the easiest way to probably prevent yourself from making a bad order choice is think about your turn, think about what you're going to purchase, think about whether or not the order of in how you purchase them matters, and then think about where you're going to place them, and then start acting on those things. Because if you just go, okay, I'm going to buy this, and then you buy it, and then I'm going to buy this, and you buy it, and then you're like, oh, crap, I have... Oh, I've only got one gold left. Now I need to sell two things. And you're like, okay, well, what am I going to sell? I don't want to sell this. I don't want to sell that. And then all of a sudden the rope is burning and you're like, oh crap, now what do I do? And you don't know. And I still got to place these minions and the anxiety creeps in. And then you're just like, you know what? Screw it. And then you just give stuff up and you wind up losing that turn. Whereas if you trust your APM and you say, I have 50 seconds to make a decision let me spend the first 30 seconds really thinking this through of how I'm going to do this, where I'm going to place everything. And then the last 20 seconds, actually moving my fingers or moving the mouse. It is so much easier. And you'll find that you had more time than you thought you did. 
Yeah. And I think another thing, too, is very similar to when you're trying to improve on ladder. There are certain things you kind of think about every time. You know, you start counting like for standard, you start count like every turn. Okay, am do I have lethal? That's the first thing you want to look at. Do I have lethal? Okay, you add up whatever you have on board, what do you have in hand, and answer yes or no. Then take it from there. Then ask ask the next question, and then answer that. It, you know, it's kind of the same thing in battlegrounds. Like you said, I've done this before where. You're, you know, I don't even realize I have 10 coins and then I sell something first. And it's like, oh, crap, that was a waste of a of a coin. So you you got to start with a certain thing and make it that same way for yourself every time. Now, I'm not going to try to break down the exact formula for you, because honestly, I think that everybody is going to play a little bit differently. And different points in the game is going to be different. But kind of try to come up with a formula, a few questions for yourself that you're going to ask like every turn. How many coins do I have? Do I need to tavern? Do I need to, you know, build upon something? And with order, like placing your units. Okay, do I need to have a space open to magnetize something? <laughs> That's a big one. So many times. You play something and then, yeah. And then you're like, oh crap, now I can't magnetize this. Uh, you know, so... Coming up with those few questions that you ask yourself every time will make you slow down a little bit, make you look at all of that, and then you can answer and then take it from there. Absolutely. And and one of the things you mentioned was, you know, burning that that coin or burning that, you know, minion and not getting the value from it. A lot of that is going to like order is important, not just in how minions are placed or how you sell things, but those orders of turns, you know, we talked about at the beginning that that big meta discussion on coining on turn two or versus turn three or turn four. I, I don't really know if you should be, you should have coined by turn four. Um, if you're getting a free upgrade, something has gone terribly wrong. But that said, you don't think just about the turn that you're on. Think about what you're going to be looking for. Think about what's already been played and I will use that to go into the last of the tips for getting good is think about what you did wrong. Like so many times I have made a mistake and just been like, ah, oh, you know, that's okay, whatever. And then I make the exact same mistake again in the same game. And it's like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> But like, are, are you sure you're not talking about me? Because, <laughs> yeah. And and that said, we've all done this. It's it's not like, it's not something that we can we can be like, oh yeah, I I never uh forget. I never run out of time before I'm picking golden minions or, or you know, our very first tales of the tavern was literally just that example of like having seen the golden mama bear opportunity picking it and then not having enough time to actually play the golden card versus just hitting freeze and actually having more value on the board because you decided to to not make a turn and and sometimes the game is not won the game is lost and i feel like that is more that is probably the bigger percentage of games I've played where I haven't gotten a top four. Like we were talking about this a few weeks ago. Like I went on like a eight day streak of 
playing at least like two games a day and not losing. And just the idea of like, okay, how can I make sure I don't lose this turn? Or, hey, I know that this person like three turns ago had these minions. I think that they're going this build. If I can't beat this build, how can I mitigate as much damage as possible? How can I make it so that instead of getting hit for 15, I get hit for five? Uh, that is how you go from getting those seventh and sixth place finishes to getting fourth and third. And oftentimes that's how you wind up winning the game because you'll see those characters or those heroes that may have picked meta, you know, building or meta busting comps, they wind up getting beat by someone that you could actually beat. Uh, I mean, that's, I see it so many times where it's like someone beats me and then they go play someone else and then they die. And you're like, yes, and I can beat that person. This is great. So thinking about what you've done wrong, you don't have to write it down. You don't have to be like turn one, I picked the Murlocs. I probably should have picked the mech. Oh, why didn't I pick the mech? Like, it, it's not that serious. But when something isn't going the way that you think it should go, it should have gone, or how you played it in your head going, you should just go, hey, I put my Murlocs, like, right next to each other, and or I put, like, my Murloc Tide Collar, you know, at the beginning, and maybe moving it over to would have been a better option or hey my spawn of nazoth has too much health so it's not dying maybe there's a way that i can save this or maybe i should just sell it because if it's not dying it's literally just uh you know two whatever that's not going to really help my comp so again it's just like those little things okay what didn't go your way how do you resolve that and then add that to your decision making in your order uh, on the next turn? Yeah, um, I, I'm just going to pitch too that if you are a person that writing stuff down helps you, then by all means, like use whatever tools are going to be best for you. Uh, recently, I've started to take stuff away from my deck tracker when I'm playing ladder and you know, I'm, I'm still using it a little bit, but it's not like I'm taking certain aspects away. And then instead I'm forcing myself to focus on those and even write them down. Uh, the biggest example I'm going to use is I took away the Galakrond tracker. So for anybody that's used like HS replay that, that overlay, that tracker, uh, if you have it set, it actually shows you kind of down in the corner, you know, it has a little like a dragon head, you know, and says like one, two, three. So, you know, oh, okay, I've invoked however many times. So, you know that when you get to Galakrond, you can just play it, whatever. But actually not having that tracker up and making myself focus on it. it really, really has helped because then it makes me think about, okay, what have I actually played? you know, what what has happened during the game. And I think that can correlate to Battlegrounds as well. There are, I feel like, a lot more kind of micro decisions and that RNG aspect of, like, the actual battles in Battlegrounds that can make it tough to do that. But just focus on one thing, you know, or even maybe write down, maybe how many times are you buying a unit on on that second turn? 
versus how many times are you upgrading to Tavern 2? You know, just start with one thing that you want to focus on. And if you have to write it down, write it down. You know, if you if you want to, like, record with, you know, some sort of recording software or, or through OBS or something, you know, record your game and then go back and watch it back like the next day and think about it and say, would I have made these same plays if I had a few more seconds to think about it or, you know, something like that. Like use different tools to, to help you out. I, I agree with that. And and I don't, I, I should rephrase when I say like, it's not as serious as writing things down. Um, if the, again, like Dragon said to echo her, if, if that's how, if that's what it takes for you to remember those mistakes, by all means, do it. I, I'm very similar to what Dragon does when I have a game that was especially rewarding or, or especially challenging. One of the things that I'll do is I will literally take a voice memo and just be like, okay, this was you know, this is a collection of thoughts on the game that I played on this date. I picked this hero. The early game looked like this. I noticed that I made a few mistakes doing this. Um, and and we've even showcased some of those for our Tales of the Tavern. And that's how I get those things because it's like, okay, I've, I played this game. What did I learn from it? What, you know, what what was the end result? And I I love the idea of just trying one of these things. I think that that is a really good way into becoming uh, more focused in your gameplay. If you say, I am going to figure out Murlocs for some reason, <laughs> I, I give Murlocs a hard time because I tend to not do well against them. But I might say, okay, I'm struggling against Murlocs. Let me play games where I literally force myself to pick Murlocs and go the Murloc build. I'm going to lose. I know I'm going to lose, but I will get a better understanding of how Murlocs should be played so that when I play against them, I know what works and what doesn't work against it. And and that will help you make better decisions. Uh, it's funny because a lot of us that play the game of Hearthstone aren't playing at a professional level. Like no one here, no one on this podcast is making tens of thousands of dollars yet on playing Hearthstone. I know, I know dragon, you know, is super awesome, like professional Hearthstone's player, but like I, I can say for myself, I'm not at that level. It is just not, that serious for me like the game is fun first and foremost and like my family will eat if even if i lose a game of battlegrounds so but for me it is more fun when i win it is more fun when i know why i didn't win because now it's a challenge to overcome those those obstacles and for me just I think that third one, not playing distracted, being able to actually sit down and focus on the game is probably been the most helpful in in reaching 5K. And, and who knows, maybe in a week or two, I'll be able to be like, yeah, I hit 6K or, you know, whatever. It's it's honestly, I'm I'm just happy to hit 5K. That was my goal in Battlegrounds. I hit it. I am not in a rush to to go any higher, but of course, I will be happy to if it happens. Yeah. And like, you know, we, we've kind of mentioned it a couple times now, but that not playing distract it, 
distracted or, you know, being focused on the game, it really does kind of tie into all of the other ones. You know, if you are focused on the game, you can start to see, is there a meta forming? You know, what are other people playing? Uh, you know, you're focused on it, so you're going to pay more attention to your ordering. You know, you're going to be able to think about, okay, well, maybe I didn't do that well, or maybe I didn't, uh, maybe I didn't think things through quickly enough, and then the rope burned out, and obviously that that turn went completely wrong because uh, I didn't get to play everything. But you know, if you're if you're not focused, if you're not looking at it, then you know. It just leads to a lot of possibilities for things to go wrong. Absolutely. And I know we didn't cover some of the, you know, easy picks of like, oh, you know, don't pigeonhole yourself into a certain archetype. I mean, a lot of that stuff can be tied into to these five things. And, and if you have some ideas yourself of what has helped you become a better Battlegrounds player, by all means, let us know. You can do so. Um, in our Discord, you can tweet at us on Twitter at Bob's Tavern HS. Um, whenever we're streaming, you can let us know your thoughts there. And of course, you can always email us at podcast at Bob's Tavern.pub. But, Dragon, all of this stuff doesn't matter if the game screws you over. And boy, do I have a Tales of the Tavern for you. Because this happened to me right on my quest to 5k. I don't even remember who I was playing with. I don't know who my hero was. The only thing I can remember is George and Nefarian. And I know it was George and Nefarian because every turn in the game, I played George and Nefarian over and over and over again it was it was literally the seventh circle of hell it was terrible it was first turn i play against george okay no big deal next turn nefarian oh awesome next turn george huh this is interesting hmm turn after that nefarian okay this is getting old fifth turn george again okay what's happening turn after that nefarian all right, I'm angry. This isn't good. What is happening, Hearthstone? And again, all of this to say, I was very distracted because I was tired of playing the same two opponents. I felt like I had to then change my game to just beat those two people because, of course, we know what happened. I finally defeat George. I continue to lose against Nefarian, and then when George died, I had to face the curator who wiped the floor with me, and then I lost. So that is my tale of the tavern. Sometimes it doesn't matter how much you've planned to get good. Sometimes the game is just going to laugh at you and make you very, very mad. And please believe I did not requeue after that game because I was ready to throw my phone against the wall. Uh, I feel like we've all had a game like that and for those who are just listening on audio and are not watching the video I pretty much was just laughing the whole time that Jay was talking <laughs> like head back just laughing 
And it's not that I'm trying to laugh at his frustrations, but I have been there and I totally understand. And it is annoying. And again, beta. But holy moly, hopefully they fix that. Absolutely. And and we can, I mean, again, Blizzard, if you want to come and defend yourself, I've, I've just got a laundry list of questions. A laundry list of like, why does this happen? I'm more, we'd be more than happy to have you on the show to, you know, or, you know, to have a representative from your team to come in and explain to us why things like round Robin, like, again, it wouldn't be a Hearthstone battleground show. If I don't mention one of my favorite games of all time, Tetris, uh, yes, there are things like that that happen in Tetris where you might go turn after turn after turn without getting the piece that you thought you were wanting Eventually, they fix that and they created an algorithm that makes sure that you get every piece within eight turns of the last time you got that piece. And that's all I'm saying. Hearthstone, you can do it. If Tetris can do it, you can do it. Just make it so that like every 10 turns you have played every single hero. Like it doesn't have to be round robin. You can even duplicate those, you know, every once in a while. But I should not go nine turns of playing the exact two heroes time after time after time. And I I get when people say like, okay, you know, you play a hero and then you play another hero and then you play that other hero again. And it happens like three or four times. And then after that, it kind of like fixes itself. But when the entire game, when, when I'm not able to make decisions uh, that will help me win because I'm afraid that like, okay, I don't know what anyone else in the game is playing because everyone's playing like i'm only playing the same people like that just feels bad and again i forgive them it's in beta this game is in beta it will get better i believe in it so that was my tale of the tavern the horrible experience of georgian nefarian um a a tale that will live in infamy i i refuse to play either one of those characters at least for a month because of that but yeah A whole month, huh? That's uh, quite a lot of battlegrounds to go through. <laughs> I mean, it is. It, and I, I will definitely say that it has been hard when sometimes you get bad picks, which maybe that's a follow-up. The next time when we do the celebration to 6K, we'll talk about that, just dealing with those picks that don't go your way. Because, oh boy, I've had a few of those. I've had a few of those, like, you choose between... Uh, let's see, Bartendotron, Pyramid, and like patches, and you're just like, um, is there a fourth option? Can can I can we throw like a a Toki or, or a, a Syndragosa into this mix or, or just something? Give me something. Give me like, give me like Jaraxxus. So at least I know like, okay, it's not the best pick, but I know I should be going demons with this. Don't give me like these middle of the road picks where nothing looks great. Oh my gosh, I just had this idea. Okay, we've talked in past episodes about ways that they could... Oh my goodness. Uh, ways that they could monetize Battlegrounds. <laughs> I apologize. Reaper agrees <laughs> uh, with your idea already. Yeah. Or she hates it, I don't know. <laughs> um, okay. Scratch all that. Alright, so here's my idea. We've talked about ways that they could monetize Battlegrounds. 
So what if we've already seen them now add two more heroes than, you know, the, the 24, right? So eight players times a maximum of three choices, 24. But now we have 26 heroes. What if they get it to the point where they add even more? And if you could pay or even use like coins or something, you know, gold, in-game gold, or a little bit of money or whatever. And you had like a re-roll option or like a Ooh, mulligan type thing. I like that. I, I've heard people talk about mulligan, mulligan your hero choices, but I mean, yeah. they'd have to have way more, right? Because you can't like mulligan for what yeah. people have already been offered. So they'd have to do something with I that. I think you'd have to have at least, yeah. or, or maybe you just mulligan one, like you're able to mulligan one hero away. And that way you only have to have, what, 32 heroes? And you only have, so just eight, one, one extra for each a player but then i think the argument with that is like okay if you have that many heroes why not just make the options instead of your choice of three make it your choice of four uh again i i think that you have to be really careful when it comes to monetizing ways to make the game better uh for certain players because that does kind of spit in the face of free-to-play players but at the same time I do like the idea of making like the character picks kind of a, a, a cool thing to do. And one of the things that I've thought about is, and this is coming from my League of Legends days, like some five, six years ago, of when they decide that they're going to do something of like a, a ranked or some type of rating system in Battlegrounds, make it so that you can ban certain heroes or make it so that you can take turns picking your hero because i think that would be cool like if i know someone picked like a hero that's heavy on demons i can pick a comp that stacks my health faster like pyramid or like um wag toggle if i need to do like heavier attack i think that will give players the ability to feel like they're making better choices in how they are playing and how they're choosing their heroes not to make it completely like turn one choose you know player one choose your player like not like that but also make it why can't you have two options where like two people are playing with the same hero why does it have to be everybody's playing a unique hero like make it fun do things like you do in overwatch where like not every game is exactly the same Again, that was one of my wish lists for 2020. Shake it up a little bit. I want to see like a tavern brawl battlegrounds mode where people like every character is exactly the same. <laughs> or you don't get to choose the heroes that you get. Like you pick a hero and it picks a different hero. <laughs> oh, or your hero power yes. changes every turn. That would be fun. Oh, that would be super fun. Yes. Just just make Battlegrounds fun. Well, Dragon, I we've we've had fun here. I think it's uh I think it's time to do a last call. Yeah, no, I think so. I think that we uh I think we had some really good topics and a really good discussion today. Um you know, even though it was a little bit shorter than some of our other episodes, but uh yeah, let's uh, let's wrap it up and put that last call out. Well, thank you to everyone that's been watching us on Twitch. If you want to watch 
as well. You can catch us again. That is every Thursday around 7 p.m. Pacific time. And of course, be sure to follow. Uh, we are on our way to reaching affiliate. So uh, yeah, give us a follow on Twitch. That's at Bob's Tavern HS. And of course, you can check out uh, Dragon Rider's stream. Uh, what days do you stream now? Is it like every single day, eight hours a day, seven days a week, something like that? Uh, you know, I'm not quite there yet, but yeah, I usually stream uh, on Tuesday nights starting at 8 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, Fridays, I stream about 8 a.m. until noon Mountain Time. And then uh, Saturdays and Sundays, I usually start about 3 p.m. And, of course, you can get notified on your social medias when we go live, uh, whether it's our personal streams or for Bob's Tavern by following us on Twitter. Uh, you can follow Bob's Tavern at Bob's Tavern HS. You can follow me on Twitter at KJY Miller. And, Dragon, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Donnie DK. So that's D-A-W-N-I-E-D-K. And I, I want to throw this out uh, just really quickly. Uh, for those that don't know, one of the things that both of us do are several other podcasts. Um, I say several other. I think uh, Dawn has, has one other podcast that she does, the Cause I Love It, a Causa podcast. Um, That's right. I have a few other podcasts that are currently on break as we're getting ready to write new seasons. Uh, and do a bunch of planning, but podcasting takes a lot of time coming up with these topics. Uh, these are things that we're thinking about constantly. These are, this is, you know, between managing a community, between doing the research and following and trying to keep up with everything that Blizzard does. And on top of all of that, it comes with paying hosting costs and, uh, we have to keep the lights on. One of the things that we got to do that was super cool was, episode one we had some audio issues and by episode two we had already tried to start putting things in the works to correct those issues but all of those things cost money and of course we don't absolutely need you to go do this the podcast isn't going anywhere but it would be nice if we were able to do some of the things that we'd like to do to see bob's tavern cast grow and continue to grow like, I don't know, maybe a meetup at DreamHack Anaheim or uh, a meetup at BlizzCon and, and some of these other things to really connect with the community, maybe over wings at Bob's Blue Collar Tavern in Texas. Like a lot of these things we would love to do, but can't do without your help. So if you want to help support the show, you can do so one of few ways. You can tweet about it. You can tell your friends about it. Uh, you can tell that person that you just beat on ladder about it. And of course, you can give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, whatever podcast player you're listening to uh, this podcast on. And of course, if you can, head over to patreon.bobstavern.pub and become one of our starred minions you know you not only get a shout out um on the show when you do but it helps us and it allows us to really start to build more and more things for the community but again that's at patreon.bobstavern.pub 
Dragon, I think we're good here. Any uh, any last thoughts? You know, I think I'm just going to kind of mimic what you said, but thank you everybody who's been listening, uh, who's been jumping in our Discord, who's been supporting us. You know, yeah, let's just, let's keep that support going, you know, whether it is monetarily or if you can just retweet, just join our Twitch stream on Thursday nights, even if you have it muted and then you go back and listen to the, the audio version later, you know, just so that we can help, you know, get to those those next levels every little bit helps uh and with that said we've already rang the last call bell i hope you finish your drinks i have been your bartender jay and i've been your bartender don and the tavern is closed everybody get out back to Cena. Now, nobody this time. Please leave your weapons outside, Hawkeye. You know the rules. Welcome, Krasiki. Your dark corner is ready for booting. Eudora, we have to have a little chat about your tab. I didn't know you were in town, Chew. Still cracking heads? You are a diamond in the rough, Always a pleasure.